saw those little babies, when you saw Tom and Gemma and Hadley and Noah, I don't know about you, but I start to imagine like the potential, the hope that they represent. What will they become? Who will they be? We can't wait to, to watch them grow up and watch them mature. What adventures will they have? What, what obstacles will they overcome? Children remind us that, that life is a story about growing up, that we're, we're all getting older, and we're all meant to continue becoming more mature. Well, we're supposed to be, right? We all know those few people who might be growing up slower than the ideal. We even have a name for it, right? What is it? Man boys. Guys who are still in the basement playing video games, well past adolescence. And I, don't, I want to be careful with this, because I think sometimes there's, there's labeling that can happen culturally. But, but in fact, there has been something very interesting in the news this week. I don't know how anyone else is watching the news. This uh, man, Michael Rotondo, who actually was just forcibly evicted from his parents' house. He went all the way to the state Supreme Court fighting that he said, I have the right to stay in my parents' house. And when the judge said that he was outrageous, he said, no, judge, you're outrageous. He's like, whoa. The judge asked him, like, why didn't he spend more time looking for a job than he did fighting to stay in his parents' house? And he said, I'm not ready to leave. Now, I, I don't want to judge. I just want to point out there is a growing concern in our culture that uh, young people might not be growing into maturity as quickly as they would like. Now, I recognize this might have been the, what every generation has always said to the generation before it. But I want to point this out. Spiritually speaking, there is a real danger that Christians do not grow into maturity. That as Christians, we stay in the basement playing games all day. Spiritually. I read this in Hebrews 5.12. It says, in fact, though, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. The, the author of Hebrews here, he's warning us about the dangers of being in church and not actually growing up. We still need to remember that we live under God's grace. We still need to learn to live a life transformed by the Holy Spirit. We still need to give whole areas of our lives over to control of the Holy Spirit. We still need pablum. And this is not an acceptable set of circumstances. Outrageous. 
God wants us to become mature. He wants us to grow up. He, he wants us to have self-control, to, to train ourselves to see the difference between good and evil. Jesus wants us to, to focus on allowing God to grow us wiser over time as we begin to reflect Christ in our lives. As Christians, we want our lives to be like Jesus. And guess what? Jesus matured quite quickly. Here's a verse that describes what was happening with him at the age of 12. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. If you remember this verse in Luke, it's actually in the context of him going into the temple of God at the age of 12 and like schooling the pastors. 12 years old, and you have 60-year-old people who've been teaching God's word for decades, and they look at Jesus, and they're dumbfounded by his maturity of a 12-year-old. So if we are to reflect perfection, may we become like that 12-year-old boy. May we become like Jesus, who, who was so mature that when he had the chance, he said, I could call down 10,000 angels to just, just to wipe all of you guys out, but instead, I'll have some self-control and I'll take the cross. Jesus wants us to be like him. He wants us to become mature in the gospel. My prayer is that we grow up, that we grow up in God. If we're, we truly reflect the perfection of Jesus, we need to become mature in the gospel, to, to grow and mature in the stature of the one whose name that we claim. Everyone in this community, whether pastor, LT member, small group leader, ministry leader, faithful friend, new and old, everyone here is called to maturity in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul lays it out for us in Ephesians 4, 7. It says, But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. This is what the body of Christ is all about. Learning to get used to growing up as, you know, our gangly members of our bodies. Of you as a teenager, it can be very awkward sometimes. My feet are bigger than my body. This is, this is part of the, the growing up, the maturing of Christ. Recognize that the whole body of Christ has to continue to mature together in this unity. And we begin with this, this grace, this, this freedom. Christ is a portion, each of us a grace. He's, he's forgiven us all, and he's given us all gifts. Some of these gifts are leadership gifts. And, and the, the gifts of leadership is there to help everyone grow up and mature in their gifts. The mark of maturity is when your gifts are being utilized properly and empowering and blessing the rest of the congregation. That's exactly the point of gifts, to help us become more mature in the gospel. It says, until we reach the unity in the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God, becoming mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. What does it look like when you are fully mature? When you are reflecting Christ 
and his wholeness to the measure that you were gifted with the unity, with the church, and the knowledge of who God is. That's what we are called to as Christians. This term mature is actually a really interesting one, and I think it reflects well on our sermon series. In the Greek, it literally means to become a perfect person. Whoa. To mature is to come into perfection. What does the perfect you look like? I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like Jesus. Now, the perfect you is going to look exactly like Jesus, and it's going to look like a certain reflection of who he is. The perfect you is a mature believer, full of the Spirit, reflecting who Jesus is. Now, I hope we can start by beginning that we all have a ways to go. I know I do. We, we need to, to recognize that, that children aren't there yet, and all of us as Christians, we're not there yet. We're still growing in Christ. Children aren't as big. They're not as capable as grown-ups. To become mature means that, that we end up functioning as we're truly made to be, to become true humans. So how do you measure on the maturity scale? I was thinking about that. Where, where am I, reflective of my gifts, compared to where I am, how, how am I along that scale? How do, I, how do I measure or assess this? I know that my, my faith isn't about becoming good enough for God, but at the same time, I'm told to mature in Christ and, and to grow into his stature. Many of us are, are, are really tall. Not like we're dwarfs when it comes to Christ. Some of us might be extremely short and young, but we're like 6'5", Spiritually. Some of us are 20, but maybe we're like 60 in spiritual maturity. Some of us are 40, and we're still at 10 years old. But the point is that we're growing. I was thinking about um, when I was growing up, and, and I don't know if you guys, you used to mark your, your hideout on the wall. You remember that? Where you'd be like, I'm as tall as Grant. My grandma's really short, so like my, my 11-year-old's already taller than her. But do you remember those days when you're marking? Where, how, how am I growing? This is something I started thinking about. Uh, when I think about all the time, I, I, as I grew taller, I started getting excited. First, I beat my, my grandma. And then it was my mom. And then it was my dad. I watched myself and I, I compared myself to the, the skill. I was realizing, how am I when I'm, I'm growing up in Christ? I'm not comparing myself necessarily to other people, but, but recognizing there's highlights of times like, hey, there was a time when I overcame my anger. Here was a time when I became mature enough to be able to, to let go of this thing. Here's a time when I started seeing kindness and gentleness become part of who I am. This is the way in which we grow and mature in Christ. And so to be reflection of Christ means that we become more mature in him. Then we'll be no longer infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and the craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. So the opposite of maturity is infancy. It's just being swayed back and forth kind of blown by whatever the 6 o'clock news is telling us. 
whatever our culture is feeding us as popular in the memes of that day. Paul was dealing actually here with Ephesus with a very young church. It was a church who had known him only, known Christ for maybe five years. And he's writing them, he knows how easy it is for people to get shaken, how easy it is to start to follow the latest trends and the fads. And his worry was that the church was going to be led astray by bad teaching. That, that somehow they would miss out on the truth of Jesus because they became distracted, they became sidelined, and maybe downright lied to. Because if we're honest, a lot of us who have been Christians, you know, we can, for a long time, act like little kids. I remember uh, a young early 20-year-old. He had experienced revival when he was 18 and had dedicated his life to God and went to Bible college and was going after a pastoral degree. And he witnessed some things and it, it kind of shook him a little traumatic and, and his life started kind of getting tossed a little bit. He, he went on to get his master's in philosophy and, and went on to continue doing PhD work and, and, and still acting kind of young in the faith, despite growing with lots of knowledge. He moved back to Toronto and, and was just enjoying life in many ways, lacking maturity, even though he had an excellent education in the scriptures. Living a party lifestyle, relationships that weren't good for them, and then one day he walked into a downtown church, St. Andrews in Toronto, and he came face to face with what it meant to have a living faith again. It wasn't like he had been cursing God or that he didn't love Jesus anymore. Just been a, been a drifter, following different streams and currents of theology, not getting himself wet. He didn't, didn't jump in, just kind of tasting from different streams not jumping in with his heart. And then New Year's came, and there was a wild party. By the end of it, he knew he couldn't be tossed back and forth by the winds anymore. He knew he needed to recommit himself to Christ, commit himself to a church, and to plug back in to take a step towards being mature. And he did that. And within a month, the Lord had blessed him, given him a wife, an impetus to teach the truth about who Jesus was. He became committed to his community, serving in the churches. Started leading small groups, seeing the Lord begin to change other people's lives. And he got the call. to Come back to the place where he had made that decision to follow Christ with all his heart become a pastor, and he knew it was right despite money complications, people complications, organizational complications, life stress complications, he's still here. He's still growing in Christ. That's the story of a Christian who recognizes the need to reflect Christ by maturing. Just recognizing, here's a space, I'm acting like a little kid. I better make some grown-up decisions if I really want to say 
I'm following Jesus. And he's still maturing in the gospel. This faith has become my own. This faith must become our own. We must own it. And as I've matured in my faith, as I watch many others mature in their faith, even here in the last two and a half years, my prayer for us as a church is that we become mature in our gifts. To know that all this means nothing if we're not dedicated to growing more like Jesus. As some people exalt truth over love, yelling and screaming, Jesus, yeah, Jesus, 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 that people in ways that will never do him justice. Other people exalt love over truth, and, and they're turning, the, they say, oh, these, you know, feeding people and, and not realizing that we need to feed people spiritually as well. This is the maturity, recognizing you can't have one without the other. You need to speak the name of Jesus, and you need to serve others. This is maturity in Christ. We're a church beginning to mature in the fact that Christ is, is truth. Christ is love, love and truth. And they're all one and they're all the same. This is what it says in verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head. That is Jesus Christ. Growing up means balancing truth and love maturely. In a way that re- recognizes the, the need for both of them That's self-control, being able to control our tongues in such a way that it's only love that comes from them. And and speaking truth in the love that we give, so we start to actually finally start to grow up. Then we won't be a 30-year-old living like a 19-year-old. So what area of spiritual maturity needs the grace of God in you today? Where is is your your life maybe not showing maturity? Where is wisdom lacking? Where are you more like a child than an adult? I've got to say, I've never met a person that doesn't have a part of them. And I understand, we need to be little children to come to Jesus, have the faith of a little child. The wisdom to understand that coming to Christ, with just putting your pure faith in him like a little child does in a parent, trusting God for every provision to do that, we need to grow up. And growing up in Jesus isn't always easy. It means letting him dig into the deep parts of you that you want to keep to yourself. It means getting up out of the, out of the spiritual basement and, and letting the light of Christ shine on you. And we all have areas where we need this maturity of Jesus to start to seep into our life. I just say, like, let's place it in God's hand today. Ask him, Lord, can you bring maturity into my life in this area? The Spirit is calling. He's saying this, grow up. Grow up. Grow up in Christ. In all things we will grow up, it says. This is the awesome Truth, that if we have the Holy Spirit of God living and coursing within us, that we will grow up in him. It's a promise that we have. 
And what does it look like to be grown up? It looks like Jesus. I want to be like you, Dad, when I grow up. Remember? I want to be like you, Mom, when I grow up. I want to be like you, Jesus, when I grow up. Jesus is the measure of what we mean when we say we want to be mature. You, you know what? what I think it's really cool. If you look at Jesus and you realize what does it mean to be mature, you still might serve wine at weddings. You still might get snarky with people who are pushing horrible ideas about God. You still might hang out with drunkards and prostitutes. But you're a light in those environments. You are a mature one. You are a finally humanized one. Become mature, actually, I believe, means come full in your humanity. What, what we were intended to be, the one person who was most like what humans were to be, is Jesus. Someday I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be just like Jesus. So next time you hear someone say, grow up, just think to yourself, be like Jesus. Because that's true adulthood. That's true humanness. As a body, we're, we're aiming to grow up as well, to keep maturing in the, in the direction that God has been sending us. We're committed to, to helping you become more mature. That's what it means to be leaders, to help you grow into maturity in your gifts. We yearn to see prayer become a, a key part of our life in our community. We want to see church continue doing works of service. In fact, I, I want to just point out, Paul, I had forgot to mention earlier. Paul's going on sabbatical for a while. He's going for two months. And he's been serving at this church for 13 years, helping us learn what it means to mature in Christ because we are able to serve those in need. It's a beautiful picture of what it means to be maturing in the gospel, recognizing the needs of others being more important than our own. So we want to bless Paul as he goes on his sabbatical this year. And he's going to be gone for two months. So in June and July, Leave him alone. Don't email him. Let him and his family go. In. And he's not just having a vacation. He's studying. He's serving. And we're just going to bless him to, to go and um, enjoy this much-deserved time. So thank you for your service, Paul. Thank you for your example. When we grow up as a community, we start seeing our our church continue to serve others, to show Jesus to people, this becomes a light. This becomes a reflection of who Christ is. People are attracted to that. When people see what's happening at Nextdoor, they're attracted to that. Whoa, wait a second. You're helping new refugees? You're helping families single mom? This is something that looks like a mature faith to me. So I pray we grow up. I pray that we become more mature. I pray we become more mature in the gospel, more mature in the faith, and more mature in Jesus. So this week, if you find yourself sitting spiritually in the basement, playing Donkey Kong, stand up, take a walk outside, look around you, and ask God, Lord, would you grow me up in you? Allow me to be a fully mature representation of who you are, allow me to reflect your perfection.
this time, we're going to take a, a few moments for communion. So it's something at Forest View that we do every week to just kind of pause and reflect and remember. It's one of our ways we worship God.